This is a 1984 Flyer Die Podcast. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is a quickie. Quickie. Okay? A quickie. Because... Some things happened today, and I, I just had to speak on it. Just had to speak on it. So, since this is a, this is a rare occasion of me doing a quickie, I gotta hit you with the uh, the official sound of the quickies. Quick! <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, quick! You damn right. You damn right. So today, I want to talk about the interview, the 90 minute interview that Mace had with Angie Martinez on Power 105.1. Me, personally, I love the interview. I thought it was very informative, very insightful. You got a chance to hear Mace's side of the story. And, like, I've always was a Mace fan. When he dipped from rap, you know, to, to live his life the way he wanted to live his life. I wasn't out here. I'm like, okay, cool, man. No, whatever. Do you think? Never was a mace hater, yo. Because there's not, there hasn't been a year that has gone by that I haven't played, like, a mace freestyle from, like, 96. With him just going ham on it. You know? Confronting that dude. Not at all. Like I said, I'm also like a fan of Cam and Dipset, but I was never cool with the jabs on that Mace, especially when Mace wasn't responding to it. It just seemed kind of corny to me, mad petty. But anyway, this interview that he had with Angie Martinez, like it started off a bit tense. You know, I could see Angie Mar- wasn't sure about how to read him, but as the interview went on and it progressed, everything pretty everything else everything pretty much settled itself out and it was just a great interview all all around so the problem that I had with people over the years is that everyone seemed to be pretty close-minded and this seemed and everybody went off the narrative the one-sided narrative that was put out about him from the dipset squad like, everybody said, oh, he got ran out of Harlem. This and that. You know, he's a backslider. Was he murdered today? Is he a pastor? What is it? And, I'm, and I had to sit there. I'm like, people just aren't that bright. They don't understand that the idea of duality. You're not always one thing all the time. And yes, he may have been a pastor for a minute. But he's not a pastor now. Or oh, he's backsliding. He's taking advantage of people. Open that church, taking people's money. I'm like, you guys are operating off of hearsay. Like, so what? Like, he... Because in the interview, Angie asked about, you know, religion. If he was religious... He said, no, I'm not religious anymore because being religious has too many rules. 
He's more of a spiritual person these days. He said, I have a personal relationship with God. That's all that I need because God doesn't care about all this other stuff. He knows me for who I am, who I really am, and that's all that matters. And that's, that approach that he has has been my approach to religion. Since I grew up, damn near, like my grandma, she would try to make me go to church every Sunday. And I hated going to church, man. I did. I had to sit on those hard-ass pews. Because in that old church, like in South Philly, the first two rows had cushions in the pews. The rest of the pews in the back were hard-ass wood. Pause. And I'm like, I'm not trying to sit on these joints for four hours. Listening, you know, everybody's about to talk about the good word. I'm like 19 years old. I'm like, I'm trying to be home and watch some Nicktoons. Play some Nintendo. You know what used to come on like at 10 in the morning on a Sunday? It was Doug, it was Rugrats, it was Ren and Stimpy, and then later on, it was Rocco's Modern Life. Four classic, quality-ass cartoons. And as much, you know, as I love God, you know, and the, you know, creator, the universe, whatever title you want you want you wanted to give the energy that's bigger than all of us. At 10 years old, I was I was prepared to put cartoons before that cuz that made sense to me. Sitting in the room and people reading scriptures and stuff, I'm like, I got no interest in this right now. And especially, you forced me to come here. I'm like, man, I definitely want to be here now since you're making me come here. Got put on these tight-ass black church pants and these church socks. Come on, man. I won't do that. But as I got older and got exposed, pardon me, and became exposed to other forms of spirituality, I found a foundation in that that allowed me to be free and to live the life I wanted to live, but but also at the same time it gave me a necessary amount of peace. You know, like, because I don't subscribe to all the rules of being in one religion. Like, I just embrace all religions. I, I, I embrace all ideas. And this is how I carry it. So now, um, I want to refer to an interview today on Everyday Struggle. It's a show hosted by Joe Button, Nadeska, and uh, that other guy, Academics, who fucking annoys me at times. But it's neither here nor there. So they asked um, their guest, Joyner Lucas, who uh, was making some pretty serious waves lately um, with the song about uh, called Not a Racist. The video has definitely been making, making his rounds across the internet. But they asked him about the beef. He said he wasn't feeling it. He said he, he said he wasn't feeling any any amazing stuff because, you know, of course, the idea of him backsliding. And he said he should have saw what Mace said in his old minister, in his old um, sermons about hip-hop, about hip-hop being evil and it being the devil and all that. So that was, the reason why, that was his whole reason why he didn't particularly believe in Mace anymore. 
But let's go back and let's analyze Mace's career. Okay, so we all, if you don't know, he was with a, um, a Harlem collective of rappers called Children of the Corn. And Children of the Corn um, consisted of Mace, Cameron, Big L, rest in peace, Herb McGruff, and Cameron's cousin Bloodshed, who also passed away um, due to an unfortunate um, accident. I think it might have been a car accident. Uh, I think that's it. So, you know, he had that. And then, you know, he got his deal with Bad Boy. I think in 96, 96, he brought his first album towards the end of 97. Right? Then he uh, had a crazy hit with that. Then he came out in 99 with his album Double Up. But Double Up didn't do too well. And actually, it's not one of my favorite Mace albums at all. There's a few songs that I actually like, but it's not like one of those go-to projects. But within that same year, he went to Funk Flex, had an interview, and he announced that he was retiring from rap. It was a rap for him. No pun intended. And But at that time, he was only 22 years old. So think about it. All that fame, everything that he earned, because um, Harlem World, his debut album, was a number one album for him. So imagine that, you know, him taking care of his family, his friends and all that. Like, it was too much for him to bear. That's why he left it alone. He said, yo, um, I got a dip. So he went to college, did that, found himself in the ministry, and he became a pastor because he said he wanted to help families and people, the inner city youth. He wanted to be a voice for people. So at 22, 23, 24, he got into the ministry, became a pastor. He got into that. That was his life for a while. Then he dropped an album called Welcome Back. And people were like, oh, he, he's a pastor. He can't come back to rap. You know, be a... But first of all, check this out. If you've done something for so long, it's hard for you to kick that habit. In this case, yes, he was a rapper. First. Then a pastor. So music was always in his heart. That was his talent. So how can you knock that? You know, the Welcome Back album had a few songs I like, but uh, that wasn't a good album in my opinion, you know. So two years later, or a year or two later, I'm not really sure, he started rocking with uh, a G-Unit, 50 Cent. Because around that time, 50 Cent started um, adding, like, extra people to the label. He had um, MOP, he had Mob Deep, and he tried to get Mace, but that didn't work out because Puffy pretty much blocked it, and it was which is a rap. And that's one of the reasons why Fifty always constantly throws jabs at Puffy now because of that shit that happened back then. But anyway, so you have this time of like Mace being Murder Mace, being Pretty Boy Mace, being Holier Than Thou Mace, back to rapping Mace. He disappeared from rap for a while. Then he started popping up here and there on like good music releases. He was on Cruel Summer. And he had this dope joint, a song called Nothing featuring uh, this uh, LA R&B singer, Eric Bellinger. And Nothing was dope. It came out in 2014. But I don't think many people knew about it because it didn't get that much play on this side, this side of, of the coast. Or whatever. I don't know how that shit worked out. But 
back to the story. So for Mace, you know, when he was going through his life, pretty much chilling out. Then Cameron does a, just another diss, a long list of disses towards Mace on the program project on a song called It's Killer. So Mace said, yo, I had enough of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to, God damn it. What more do you want from me? And he held his ground. He held his ground. The Oracle as a diss to me, in my opinion, was fire. He did what he was supposed to do. So that kept his name, you know, kind of, kind of hot, you know, within rap circles as as of late. You know, so with him doing his interview, he went into all of it. He went into every single like every question that she asked him. And of course, I knew Angie was going to ask him about religion because everybody wants to know. Okay, how can he be a pastor and, and go to go through this? And he pretty much he gave a great explanation, in my opinion. He was like, "Look, that was a time in my life and where I thought that's where I needed to be." He said, "I'm not religious anymore because, again, like I said earlier, so many rules." He said, "I've had." He said he had a few teachers, different different sources that taught him another way to be. So instead now, he has a personal relationship with God rather than us being in behind the pulpit. And to me, I'm like, listen, as a human being, we're never the same thing all the time. We're never the same person all the time. We had different forms. Because even he had like a Bruce Lee-like analogy in the interview with Angie where he says he's like water. You know, if you put water in a freezer, it's ice. That's one form of it. But if you have water coming down, you know, like from precipitation, you can have rain or snow. But at the end of the day, it's still water. And he likened that to him. You know, he can be a father, husband, a rapper. Or in that past life, he, he was a pastor. It was different forms of him. And all it was was just his way of finding himself, of finding the right way to be. Because a lot of us go through life trying to find like the best fit for the skin that we're in. Some people get it sooner than others. And for some, it takes a lifetime. So with that being said, it's like, yo, how could I really hate on what Mace did? I can't. Because at the end of the day, I hate saying that phrase too, but it's stuck in my head. But when it's all said and done, I hate that phrase too. All right, listen. All I want to say is that I can't judge anybody for how they live their life. If he's not hurting anybody, causing anybody any harm, then let him go through life finding out how to be. If he's happy, then yo, that's all that matters out here. Let him do his thing. As far as hip-hop goes, like everybody in hip-hop is fucking closed-minded. Dead up. Talking about, is he pastor or murder? Pastor or murder? Like he's, like he's Mace. He's a man at the end of the day. God, that damn phrase. He's a man before it all. He's a human being before it all. Like Before Mace was Mace, he was Mace, Mace and Bethel. And I think that as hip-hop fans... Or just human beings, period. 
we should be more empathetic and allow that man to live. That's it. Allow him to be who he wants to be. It may take time, but that's just what it is. That's all I wanted to say. Because I got ramen noodles waiting for me on the kitchen sink, so dig. I got to get out of here. Scram. Peace out. Bad boys move in silence, so I have nothing to say to you. Can you feel me? Facts. And I'm out. Thank you.